0: Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com.
1: Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And
0: Chris Fuller. And
1: on today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast, we're talking about evil and asking the question, if God is all big, all powerful, and all sovereign, why on earth does evil even exist and why can't he just get rid of it? Fuller, you ready to have a conversation, bro? You shall not pass. Let's go. So does that mean the episode's over? That's it. That's it.
0: See you later. Nah, let's do it. Let's go.
1: What the heck was that? I, I, th- I was not ready. That was
0: just one of those things <laughs> that. I, so I got recently. Oh my goodness! A Lord of the Rings audio version that came out in 1995. Ooh, okay. And I might so need to turn the music down just it, a little bit. It's okay. the like all three Lord of the Rings books, and so I've been listening to it every day, and so I'm like,
1: yeah, just, so, so so you are obsessed. I'm
0: a, I am a, I am an L O T R huge fanboy so so
1: are you excited about the amazon prime series that's coming out
0: i am not excited but i'm not i'm skeptical okay there's a lot of people that are like this show looks like crap and i'm like "Eh, it could be good it depends on what they do with it it's supposed to be like elron and gladriel
1: when they were like in their prime younger days so we'll see how it turns out but i feel like with that you got to go in thinking that it's its own Unique series. You can't base it on the other movies. You just got to go in with fresh it's, eyes. It's kind of it, like The Hobbit. Like you had to go into The Hobbit with but, a little bit of fresh eyes. But The
0: Hobbit had its own book.
1: But did, uh, okay, did, so did Peter Jackson where, direct The Hobbit like he did the other ones?
0: I don't remember.
1: I don't remember. I don't know, but you talk about why you're skeptical about this one. I'm just skeptical
0: because. It could go one of two ways. It could go like the new Matrix, where they just totally ruined the whole. I have not series. seen the newest one yet, so the it's newest okay. One was junk. It's okay, but it's it was junk compared to the the first three. So, you know, you could take it and you could destroy it, or you could take it and make it better. Um, it could really go either way. So that's why I'm skeptical.
1: Uh, Peter Jackson did direct. Did he? Let's see. Which would make sense because it still all, had the same. Yeah, Peter Jackson did all the Hobbits, which makes sense because they kind of all had that same flow. I actually, I mean. I I haven't seen the actual Lord of the Rings in a long time, probably since like 2012. <laughs> since I've seen the actual, I just I enjoy that. the Hobbits. I I really
0: enjoy the Hobbits. I watched all the extended edition of the Lord of the Rings and of the Hobbits. I'm not the biggest the fan of
1: the, the 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 Fellowship of the Ring. The first it, it's, it's OG, it's OG. But dude, it's i or so. the two towers. I said twin towers. Oops, the uh, two towers. Yeah. It was a phenomenal movie. So Return of the King probably had the best
0: writing and action sequences out of the hundred percent. Yeah. But Fellowship of the Ring, man, has a special place in my place in my heart because of the storytelling.
1: Uh now, which one had the Battle of Helm's Deep? That that's, was that's two towers. That's two towers. Right? Two towers. And yep.
0: see, I love how they did that. And that was good. And I'm not down I think all three of them are phenomenal. Um, there is so much that is left out from the books, though. It's well, they have to. It's a three-hour-long movie. Well, so this audio drama series that I I, I found at half-price books. Outside wait, wait, outside. audio drama series? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's so these third, are discs. These are disc. it's, it's discs. It's disc thirteen discs in thirteen hours per disc. No total. So it's thirteen. The whole series that goes through all three books. It's thirteen hours long. That's really not
1: that long. So if you think about the that's movies, really not the bad. Extend, an the
0: extended. The extended versions of the movies were about four hours apiece, so about twelve hours. So it's only going a little bit. There's some a little minor details that they pulled from oh, the book. okay. That's so this isn't a this is not a reading of the book. This is a dramatized. It's like, um,
1: basically, if you're listening like, to it's like have movies. you ever
0: have you ever listened to the audio drama series of? Uh, the, I've never the, listened to an audio drama series. The you've never Mm-mm. no. I just oh, have done do audio books and I do all a lot of, of podcasts. All of C. Uh, S. Lewis's like Narnia. Books they have. I have the audio drama series of those where really? it's all the disc of like, like a boy in the spoilers and like I, I love audio dramas.
1: Marissa so. Ladson, you're gonna have to correct me on this one, but if I remember right, I think on YouTube right now, uh, who's the guy who voices Smeagol? That is Andy. Uh, what's his last name? I forget his last name, but yeah, it's Andy something. He for free read all the Lord of the Rings books out loud, Ooh. or just The Hobbit, and of course he did Gollum's voice. Oh, you have to do the Gollum. Island. I used to be able to do that yeah, really you did. really I good. It. I hate God. And
0: I'm i am so out of practice with it. I, it's like my favorite line is "What's oh, Twitter's purpose?" There's a special
1: place in hell for that little thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh goodness. <laughs> I, I my my skin, my skin crawls when I hear his voice and see him. I still hug a pillow when it, I would watch him. I the almost movies. in the in our last time together uh
0: which was a couple what weeks What were you going to do? What was, were you going to do? I was talking about sushi. I was all I was gonna be like, i, I like, said, because that's what smeagol does or so i am very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> but anyway very uncomfortable so yeah i've been in that's where the whole you shall not
1: pass you shall not i can't even do the voice the the. Uh, you shall not pass. now do it as if you were sean connery you shall not pass i know he was
0: almost gandalf So close. Did it? He turned it down.
1: Scott. Scott brought that up in a sermon series. He turned.
0: Yeah, he turned it down. Because he's like, this book isn't going anywhere. I just don't get no, the... No, no, no. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't
1: understand the book. I
0: don't understand. He didn't understand the, the movie and the storyline and the plot of this book. It doesn't compare to when I was double Which, honestly,
1: seven. I'm kind of glad that he wasn't Gandalf. He, he would not have been Ian a great McKellar Gandalf. Ian McKellar is a phenomenal, phenomenal. Gandalf. Uh, he would have been a better uh, 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 Saruman. Sar- Saruman? He would have been a better Saruman. I don't know. I, I don't think he
0: would have been a good Saruman either. No? I Honestly... Sean Connery his mannerisms is just not made for Lord of the Rings. It's just not. No,
1: he kind of got that Grandpa 007 it's, vibe It's cuz he was 007. Yeah, Made my toupee. Was he the OG? was he OG? No. Well, was he OG 007? I thought I think there was one guy before him but he wasn't very He well may known. have been the more fi- most famous was, of them all. Yeah, yeah, probably. Here's Brosnan is but, our 007 But
0: though. he wore a toupee in all the 007s. He wore like a hairpiece. Did you know that fun fact? I did not. He's wearing a hairpiece. Look it up. It's, it's fancy. Yeah. Fun with Sean Connery. Oh, that'd be a new <laughs> segment. Fun was, Tracks with Sean Connery. Oh, goodness. I'll take 200 for back. Oh, wait, that's only references that SNL fans will like. I
1: love it. <laughs> well, dude, you know, normally in all the episodes, we have our banter, we had our conversations, and then we started doing a whole lot of different things over the years with this or that questions, would-you-rather questions, what's in a box, in the box? Um, we are. and then we started doing party cues for
0: a while. And now it's time for a new segment with Sean Connery. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. We don't want that. Maybe I'm Kermit stuck. the Frog. Mm, Hi, it's Kermit the Frog here. Or Mickey Mouse? Uh, let's see here.
0: Oh, bye. <laughs> hey there, Goof. Oh, hey there, Mickey. How's it going, Mick? I'm, I'm, what about Donald? Oh, you got Donald in I there? Don't, I don't have Donald. You because, don't have a Donald? That's outside of my whippetwa. Uh, Fozzie Bear. Oh, come on. Wonka, wonka. Pretty close. I can get him pretty close. Elmo. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> do, do you listen to this big booming voice and do you think that I can be like... I'm all that,
1: not not very safe. that sounded like a stuffed up uh, Elmo that needs some Sudafed. that's what that sounded like
0: Elmo's I, I got a
1: cold <laughs> <laughs> all I'm gotta say is I'm here for the fact that Elmo <laughs> hates uh oh what's what's the girl's name uh, Zoe's rock Elmo hates Zoe's rock hello Rocco like, like have you seen those Mm-mm, no I'm, like he was lost. like he was saying like hi this hi this and Zoe goes say, like say hi to Rocco Elmo and Elmo with all spike goes Basically,
0: Abel don't like Rocco. Elmo
1: does not like Rocco, and the fact that that's becoming an Instagram real trend right now, I'm here for it. Elmo so, takes Rocco. But so I'm either the way, double. so we've been doing all these different fun things, yeah. but you decided this one, and I think this is such a cool it idea. Was, it's we get such good feedback and such good and things. and we've talked about what are ways we can engage our our audience more and bring them into the show more often. Yes. So so you kind of had this idea of let's ask the people, hey. Top of the episode, we need some banter questions. Hit them up, like, like give them to us, and we'll talk about it for our banter. And then, Even so, though we are, I guess we already talked so about So the, the, the news the, the new segment's going to be called Ask Insta. Ask Insta, where they, we ask the question, and they tell us what we talk about for a little bit before the yeah, top of the show. They, they give us the questions. Hey, what, what you know, or maybe Insta
0: ask. No, I, I will say I this.
1: Some of these questions, they're Yo, just too deep. Guys, and, you know, is it possible to come back from a hardened heart? Can you fall out of grace yes, and not no. be saved? Once saved, always saved. Sure. Is that real? Now, those are—I mean, those are companies we need to have them. on the show. We can answer oh. them. Oh, you were
0: answering those. We can answer them real quick, but that's about it.
1: But we answering them on the show. But you know, some of you guys did ask us some fun questions. Like for the for 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 instance, someone just said, "Talk about potatoes." You said "What's your favorite way to eat potatoes?" So, first of all,
0: whenever I hear I'm potato, real, I'm really potato, potato. I'm really hyped up on coffee, so I always think of. Uh, have you seen Impractical Jokers? Um, so i know what it is i don't really watch so it there's one guy that he has to go in and he has to it's like they're having this competition who can get rid of their potatoes the fastest before somebody says something and so he comes out and he's like i got potatoes you say potatoes i say potato 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 oh potato and he's like throwing like mashed potatoes around <laughs> it's hilarious so anytime maybe he goes hey what, how, what do you think about potatoes i'm like you say potato i said potato 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 that was kind of more like a like a robert didn't know hey
1: let me tell you something. You say potato and I say potato. But anyways, I like mashed potatoes. If you you know, put a little rasp in there, you could be the godfather talking about potatoes. Listen, you talk about potatoes and I talk about potatoes, okay? Okay. Anyways. Guys, this has been a wonderful episode so far of the many voices of... Maybe we should rename this episode to the many voices of Chris I'm Fuller. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is I, awesome. I've had way too much caffeine But right okay, now. so if someone says... Or, or, or Janiel. Let's say Janiel. I'm going to grab your Neil because... Honey, <laughs> we're going to have some pork chops. What type of potatoes would Mashed you like Mashed potatoes, me to make? please. Wow, I didn't even finish my question.
0: Mashed potatoes <laughs> with butter, question. and if if we have it, I would really like
1: to try this cream cheese. Oh, Missy's? Uh, like I was about like a couple weeks say, ago. Missy's cream weeks cheese. A couple weeks ago, mm. when you mentioned
0: that, I've been
1: having a Dude, it's some good crap. It's some good Missy, I, I
0: miss your potatoes, girl. I, almost, I miss your potatoes. I almost feel like the big Scottish guy from Austin Powers would
1: be like, get in my belly.
0: That's what I feel like right now.
1: How many? I need a ticker of how many voices we've gotten out, out of you so <laughs> a, far. today. A lot, a lot. Goodness. Um. So USA mashed though. Mashed. See, my favorite potatoes is this. This is this is my my stuff. Okay, I actually got this off of my uh, former brother-in-law who's head chef. This is his way he did potatoes in the restaurant, right? So you you take you you take a cookie sheet, right? Mm-hmm. You put a lot of oil, olive oil, not vegetable, not any of that crap, not canola. Olive oil, not extra virgin either. It's got to be olive oil. Put that on the pan. You actually cube up your potato, right? Just a russet potato. You keep all that up, put it on the pan, put more olive oil all over the top of it, right? Set your oven for 425, and then you sprinkle a lot of Mrs. Dash and garlic salt. And if you want to do a little, little spice, you can do some red pepper flakes. because so that makes it a little spicy. You set that in the oven like twenty minutes, you pull them out. You know, you flip them real quick. Maybe add a little bit of oil. They're looking a little bit dry, and just wash them until you, when you can poke a fork in them. That's when you know they're ready. These are amazing. And then I make a homemade honey, uh, homemade um, honey mustard. So I, why did I have a brain fart? A homemade honey mustard sauce that goes with it. You would kill me. I'm allergic to olive oil, so that would. No, come. you're not. Yeah. Are you kidding? I am. Well, Sixth it's gonna like, suck for you I'm in not. the kingdom no. G Jesus busting out them olive branches. <laughs> wow. Well, that's all right. You know, your body will be perfected, so you'll be fine. But you seriously cannot have olive oil. I seriously am allergic to olive. Oh, oil. okay. So if you can't do olive oil, uh, can you do avocado oil? I can do and that instead. Don't I, don't do canola about, or what about the, the gra- taste?
0: What about the grapeseed oil? Would that? I've never acceptable? done grapeseed oil. Or better yet, coconut oil because that's my favorite. You tried coconut oil,
1: isn't it? But it's not really an, a liquidy oil. It's more. It heated it, it, it becomes is. an oil. And sure. So you just pre warm it. Well, I guess you could if you really wanted to. But that I don't like. I don't like coconut so yeah, yeah weird but basically you gotta Anyways. have something that's like an olive oil or avocado oil sure where it doesn't give you that 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 greasy taste like vegetable oil or canola. but that's how i do my potatoes. i'm willing to try this i also love hash browns i love i, hash I browns. do i love it here, i hops i hash right. browns let me tell you denny's
0: oh from a little child, the best way to eat hash browns.
1: Oh, okay. Are we talking about McDonald's hash brown or like a loosey Goosey? No, 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 paint. like the haystack hash browns. Oh, I love haystack. Like, Let's go. Like okay, the, like the grated, like the
0: good stuff. Okay, the good shred.
1: Marissa, stuff. thank you for telling us tough about potatoes because I am very hungry right so now. So f- f- thanks for that. From a child, I might go to Penguin's Point on the way home. Wow, because so, I have one by the house now.
0: As a child, this is the way my mom used to. Give us breakfast because she used to work at a place. When my parents were divorced, she worked at a place called Steve's Cafe. It used to be over on Twelfth Street over here. Take Capital, go east on or west on Twelfth Street. Is, is there
1: anything there now? Or I is don't is it know. Empty? I, I, I take that way all the time. I haven't
0: drove by that way in a long is time. Is it east? Is it east of Capital or west of Capitol? It's so if you go, I'm going down Capitol. I'm coming. Going your down, house. You, okay. Go down Capital like you're going home right now. So go, oh, like I'm going go, home. Go I'm south. Going south, south. Okay. You come across the 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 light Harrison there. Harrison Twelve. Yep. No, 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 not Harrison Twelve. So you're coming across 12th Street right here on on Capitol, 12th Street where the gas station's at right there. on 66. The yes.
1: Yeah. Harrison. Uh, Harrison's West. Okay. So yeah. So you're gonna or go. East, east. You're gonna go
0: west. You're gonna take a right. If you're oh, going south, you're going to go right. Okay.
1: Like I'm going towards Ironwood. Like, yes. In main and street. somewhere
0: down in there was
1: old Steve's cafe. I've only driven that way once. I normally go the opposite way. So. But anyhow, this place my mom okay, used to okay, work at, okay, okay. okay. so we get free breakfast. Because was that diner? Is this a, like a diner it was, it cafe? It was a diner with, oh. the, and it had
0: a, a a true Chicago style pizza place right next to it. Mm. So in the morning, we'd go in the morning because my mom had to work morning shifts, and she didn't have a babysitter. We would actually go next door and, and make pizza dough with the owner because the owner like what? liked us as kids. Bro. So we'd go do this like make homemade pizza dough, and we'd play like they had arcade games, which they play for literally.
1: Free. Food is your love
0: language, so it is my love language. So, anyways. This uh, this breakfast that my mom would give us, it would be the the shredded hash browns, right? Okay. Fried Shredded on the grill. Hash, Yep. Okay. Okay. And, okay. And then you do two over easy eggs. Now hold with me, because a lot of people don't. I don't like over easy. I get the yolk. I don't like okay. running yolk. Okay. So listen though. Okay. Okay. okay so okay. what you do is you you break the yolk over the hash browns. Okay. You add a little bit of pepper, a little bit of salt, and ketchup, and yep. you, you mix that all together. And it is.
1: I can't do that. Phenomenal. I can't do runny egg. You
0: yolk. would never notice that there was runny egg yolk in it. You wouldn't notice it, but it's phenomenal. Let me tell you something. I'm for it. It's the only way. If the, if if anybody, if I go for breakfast anywhere, and they have shredded That's hash browns, doing, I'm doing
1: that. So you want to know my secret to how I make my hash browns? Okay, A cast iron skillet. Yep, and cinnamon. Cinnamon. You'd be shocked. You would be shocked with ketchup too. Ugh. You really are a Gucci. No one, no one believes me. I hate. I. I don't like cinnamon. You do avocado toast, don't you? Oh heavens, no! (laughs) I I hate avocado. I do. I do grape jelly on my toast, and I do cinnamon sugar with some butter on my toast. Yes. And I do. I do a like our family doesn't understand the cinnamon sugar. She she goes. She puts cinnamon
0: on toast. No cinnamon and 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 sugar. I go. No. 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 You got to take sugar and take cinnamon and mix it together to make cinnamon sugar. It's, and then it's, it's, cool. it's
1: how they make cinnamon toast crunch. I know. Jadil's like, that's not cinnamon toast. I'm like, yeah, it, yeah, is. it is. It's the good kind. It's the, good, it's the only kind. Or we do a lot of eggs in a basket where we take the toast and we fry it one side and crack the egg and then flip it over. And yep. for Beth, you do that with the shredded hash browns and everything. It just becomes a big old collaboration that's of what glorious. Hap-
0: that's Tennessee right oh. for you. So... Go. Which, that's good. What's
1: another question someone did ask us? They said you guys should talk about what state you want to live in. And on the count of three, we're going to say it. Ready? One. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We're going to do one, two, three, and then say okay. it. Okay. Ready? One, one two, two, three. three. Tennessee. Tennessee. Did we just become brothers?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, what part of Tennessee would you live in? So we talked about
0: this a little bit outside of the show. I would live in Crossville, which is like center west of the state. Uh, center east. Center east. No, it was west. It was east of Nashville. No, I thought it was west. Nope. Pull it up. Prove me wrong. I thought it was just slightly west because it was between Knoxville. Um, it was between Knoxville, Chattanooga, and uh whatchamacallit. call hmm And uh Knoxville, Chattanooga, and Nashville. It was right in the middle. It was right no, in the middle. No, no, that's
1: what? that's that's the that's the border of Tennessee. Yeah, Right yep, there. Yep. It's yep. east.
0: Oh, you're right. It is east. It's east, because Memphis is Yeah, west. I was thinking it more. It but, west. but it's literally, but, but it's central. It's, it's central between central. all the, the popular cities. It's like Memphis. the south bend of Tennessee. So, but yeah, it's like a little small, it's like a it's more rural than it is. But, but that's Tennessee. that's your vibe. But that's what I like. But
1: you're what? Two hours from Nashville? Oh, maybe an hour and a half yeah, to yeah, Knoxville. Like that, close yeah. to Chattanooga. It, it's
0: real close to everything. It's a couple hours away from Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty
1: close. It's the nice that I always wanted to live What uh, well, I would say is after visiting Coat down there, episode seventy. I got the uh, 70 uh, or 71, something like that. I don't know. Whatever episode it I'm was. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it good. I'm going to make don't, it. Don't die on um, me now. We haven't even so talked about So I always wanted coffee. to live outside of Nashville. Uh, and so not in Nashville, just outside on the streets. So I'm like, this, it's, this is such a cool vibe. Tibbs. Until, Tibbs. <laughs> so what's up, Tibbs? Uh, John Tibbs, recording artist. He's the man. So, But until I visited Beth in Knoxville, and you get all the same stuff except the touristy stuff, but if you want to go to... But you're also... It's a it's like 3 or 4 hours outside. Like it's going like 3 hours to get to Nashville. So if you want to go there for a weekend, like a day trip, you can, but it's only like 40 minutes to Gatlinburg. I claim and a, a mistrial here you know?
0: because there's some biasness going on right now. I, I mean,
1: we're going to go back and visit Knoxville. At, I mean, at the time this episode out, week, we've already we've already been there. Well, you're back now. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're, we're they're going but you know, in the past. <laughs> you know, that's just how it be. But yeah, so we'll be down in Knoxville for about four or five days. So we're going to go visit Best Old Church, which sure. is super cool. cool. We're going to go to the playground. We're going to go to the spots. Um, well, I'm actually, planning no. on meeting Andrew Wood.
0: No, they've already done all this. Yeah, and I'm planning and, and, on meeting Andrew Wood. And Andrew
1: Wood was awesome. I don't know. I'm Being just, pro-life after birth. I think that was episode 72, maybe. I don't know. I'll have to go back and really my It was really quick. Episodes.
0: It was like right by each other, Andrew Wood and uh, I think,
1: uh, uh, no, I think Andrew Wood was first and then Coat.
0: Right? I didn't say who was first. I, I just remember said they were really But close. But Anyways, either way. We got to talk about coffee real fast. Yep. And we're 20 minutes in, so we got to start Jeez. moving. All right, we'll go quick. You get so coffee, I'll the, do review. The coffee is actually RTC roast of Honduran. Oh, I didn't
1: realize this is RTC coffee. Because you finally started roasting again. This is the RTC
0: Honduran. And what's your thoughts on it, I
1: I, I, could, I was confused. He I can't tell. No, I didn't I knew this wasn't the same stuff we were drinking, like like the Rodney Buse stuff. Yeah, this
0: isn't the Rodney Buse stuff from a couple weeks ago. This is the this is the RTC blend. And it's very milky tonight, but maybe It's very milky. Maybe it was just the amount of cream I put in. I don't no,
1: know. No, I don't think it is. It's very frothy. It's a froth, it's very it frothy. It is. That's a it's it's very frothy. Very frothy, but Delightful. It's like a breakfast. And we kind of, we did it in a French press. So that's kind of why it's more frothy. Sure. But we did the last one and that was more
0: like full. Yeah. This one, this is, one's, frothy this is like a very, um, this is like the best way to describe it
1: is like a light chocolate milk. Now, would you drink this in the morning that's or afternoon? Feel. This is a morning coffee. I would think. Oh, see, I, I would do this more like, uh, this is, this is brunch. This is a brunch this, coffee. This, this is good brunch coffee. This potatoes. Me,
0: this reminds me of like a light chocolate milk. Like not a dark, like heavy chocolate, like you squeezed a bunch of Hershey's chocolate into yeah. it. Yeah. But a, like a like you squeeze a little bit, and it's just like it's you can still taste the milkiness, yep. But you start you starting to taste the chocolatey, too. In, that's in what terms, it tastes in like.
1: terms of the the thickness. Yeah, it's it's a good coffee. Mm-hmm. I would say this is a phenomenal. Like I wouldn't want this first thing in the morning. This is a good solid brunch. Like we're talking ten thirty. You're already awake. You got that big old feast. See, that's when I, I would eat. you drink you, this. You, you, you know you dr- what I'm saying? You
0: drink this post.
1: Breakfast, yes, post
0: yes. breakfast but before lunch. I would agree yes, with that.
1: Yes, that's that's what, that's what I think it is. It's not, a, it's not it's not an early bird ride. No, roast no, no. That's
0: which, you need something a little bit more punchy in the first thing. Zen Cafe
1: is my favorite for for morning brews.
0: So I, I have stop chocolate right I'd now. I'd probably have to say La Columba is probably my good punchy. Yeah, morning punchy, coffee, That's punchy. So.
1: But so thank you for roasting this, bro. Yeah. You're back to roasting, which some of our listeners have some of the RTC <laughs> coffee because you never know when we're gonna ship it out in the mini swag bag. It just comes randomly. And sometimes. How can you get a mini swag bag fuller all you have to do is one leave a review and
0: two give us your address in whatever form you feel comfortable with and we'll go ahead and send you that mini swag janeel janeel will send that mini swag
1: and if you want to send coffee to us hit us up and we will give you our address yes just
0: like that rtc actually has an official llc address that like we get actual business mail to which is pretty dope it's dope. It's dope.
1: Anyways. So, moving on. We got a review to read for you guys from Brittany with an I. It's, it's I'm Mark with it's a C. Brit-N-I. So I'm Mark with a C, so I feel it when my people spell their name a little differently. And it's not Britney with a Y, it's Brittany, and, and it's it's with an I. It's Brittany with an I. It's Britney, the science non-guy. Britney. the That's science. That's probably guy. more family-friendly than what my brain went with Britney Spears when she introduced herself. It's Britney.
0: It's I uh,
1: I need a clicker for how many impressions you just did. So, um, Brittany with an I, butterfly, sunflower, hearty heart, says, absolutely makes my morning. I love you guys. I get excited while getting ready for work when I know I get to hop in the car and listen to a new episode. I absolutely love the touchy subjects and how you both subtly voice your opinions in a civilized way, even when you don't agree. This is something we need more of. I also love the open-minded views of society as a whole, thus leaving Christian minds to determine opinion based on beliefs. Girl, you feel us. I have grown. Uh, I uh, I have grown as a Christian throughout listening to the episodes. And I got to say, y'all keep me laughing. I side with the re Oh, I, I side with the review below. Oh, Oh, uh, in, this in is, terms of, as uh, like, yeah. Saying, um, I'm the banter. I love it. Which Home is... Girl, before yes. they said that they
0: absolutely enjoyed the banter, I just want to say, because we get these from um, from iTunes.
1: They're, 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 Anyways. Yeah, yeah. My dog also loves your voices as they calm her in the car. Yo. All right. Wait. I, I gotta, we got to put this on the business card. Not only will you enjoy the show, but we will also be the soothing voice for your animals. So I just got to sing to the dog then. It's sleepy time again. Bro, right, this is in the morning, though. This is in the it's morning. Just keeping it calm. Just go with it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> she even says LOL. Please yeah. keep the good things going. Well, Brittany with an eye, girl, we want to send you a mini swag bag. So hit us up with your address, and we will get that in the mail. Yes, sir. Anything else we need to go before we, Let's we leave, dive we in leave the dive 25-
0: 25 minutes let's get serious we let's get down to business we're
1: gonna blame marissa for asking the potato question you didn't even catch the disney reference oh say that again i said let's get down to business to defeat the puns Uh oh (laughs) so we're gonna blame allison though for asking about the state and marissa for asking about potatoes you guys got us off track my wonderful wife said we should talk about her uh beth girl you got two wonderful. episodes dedicated to you, home girl so beth, sit down well,
0: we we love you oh, i love you we love you on rtc
1: i love you, you. just keep doing you. you 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 keep showing up on your instagram reels girl you keep promoting us on I just your called instagram my wife girl i feel a little weird you just keep I'm per, hyper you keep
0: promoting us on your instagram reels <laughs> i love it thank you dear love you and i'll keep allowing this thing between you and mark to continue Not really. But anyways, let's move on. (laughs) She's like, that's it. I'm putting the kibosh to that friendship. So after
1: that friendly, lovely conversation, we're going to talk about evil and wickedness and why doesn't God just wipe the flow with people? Isn't it fitting? (laughs) It it is very fitting. And so, you know, this question kind of came out of the conversation that that Beth asked us about, you know, the Old Testament and, you know, not just Mm. as God racist, because they all talk about like, oh, well, you know, why would I want to follow a God who committed genocide? And we've been kind of tiptoeing around the conversation of, is God a moral monster, and with the Old we, Testament, I want to say we
0: tiptoed.
1: Oh no, no, no! Instead, we haven't we, we haven't answered that question directly on an absolute episode. What we about do is it. we
0: jump in the pool and quickly jump back out. We yeah. haven't taken a swim. No, we have not taken a swim. We're gonna swim in it tonight.
1: So. Mm. And, and maybe a little bit, but yeah, the and idea, the, shallow end. the real conversation, which is the classic question that people sure. get asked about Christianity all the time is what do we do with the problem of evil? Now you would, if you ask a lot of people who walk away, we can call them ex-evangelicals, we can call them deconstructionists, whatever you want to call them. If you ask a lot of people why they walk away from the faith, most of the time you'll hear the answer of, I don't like, like, because of how Christians are and what Christians act, what Christians do. Another one is the problem of pain mm. and suffering and how you handle that. Sure. And another one is the problem of evil because evil goes into suffering. Right. And I think this is a really good time to even talk about this episode because the evils of the world are being magnified right now. Right. I mean, think about it, since Since we've been alive, We've had to deal with, you know, I mean, I mean uh, you were a lot, a born during Desert Storm, right? Yep. Like, 90, 91 was Desert Storm, I think is what it was, or 90? 90-something, 90 90, 91 I think 91.
0: Rodney, help us out. You're the old man. Rodney Buse from But What Does the Bible Say also could probably help us
1: out. That's true. He's the old guy. And Tim said it, not us. So, um we're just we're we're in the Timothy. voice of... of t- First Timothy. Go Sorry. back and watch the live stream if you don't know what we're talking about. But, um you know, so we have Desert Storm the 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 nine eleven you know attacks on the, the the world trade centers plus the attacks on the pentagon and, and the other places that we're trying to be attacked on the war in afghanistan and now we're dealing with potentially world war three iraq well there's been a lot more than that there's iraq
0: there's all sorts of stuff that's happened covid yeah uh, i said the covid the covid, <laughs> the it, COVID. it has
1: a title and a reputation. But basically, we're seeing all these evil things in the world, and people go to Christians and be like, "Hey, if your God is all good, all loving, all powerful, all sovereign—wow, all, 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 my voice went weird—all sovereign. Why the heck does this keep happening? Why can't God just get rid of evil?" And then the because that wouldn't question make a good story. Would be I'm sorry, <laughs> that's, that actually is true. Um, there's is it Bob? Was it Bob Ross? No, was it Picasso? Uh, I don't know. Um, as one of the artists said you have to have shadows. We talked about this in Depression. You have to have shadows to accent the highlights because without the shadows, you can't get the brightness of it, which right? Uh, we can talk about that a little bit in this episode. But, you know, not just get rid of evil, but why can't he just bound up Satan now and be done with it? So that's the question we're going to talk about today is if God is all good and all powerful, why can't he just get rid of evil and we live and happily ever after?
0: Because it's a Disney movie.
1: That's true. That's true. But let's jump into it, man. So here's the question, all right? So where does first, where do we first see sin in the Bible? And most people say like, oh, in the garden, Genesis, of Eden, or in the in Genesis, in the garden of Eden, where God put the tree, told Adam and Eve don't do this. They were like, nah, bro, I want to do this. And Satan was like, did God really say this? And Eve was like, nah, bro. So she took the fruit, ate the fruit, and now we all go on jumper when we get to heaven, and Adam. And that's the story of how sin entered the world. It's a mark com- mark version. Mark version. It's a okay. common misconception. Sin actually entered the world when Satan was cast to the earth. Which okay, right? so we that's in
0: Ezekiel? Uh it's in, in e- Isaiah? Ezekiel, Isaiah, and it hints at it in Job a little bit. Although in Job you see more of like Satan still has like could go to the presence of God, which is like kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting fact. Because
1: if God can't even look, God can't even look at, look at, look at sin. And I'm like, but Satan, though, It,
0: it begs the question of why or was Job just a story? Or was it reality? That's a it's a good question. It's something that's it but a you lot know, we things. see in Revelation where it yeah. talks
1: about, you know, and and how Satan fell in Isaiah, where the fact sure. of, you know, Satan fell like the dragon, he took a third of the stars with him. So right. we believe that a third of the angels, the demons followed Satan, sure. which are now the demons, yep. versus the angels. So we see that, you know, sin entered the humanity. How about that? Sin entered humanity story in the Garden of Eden. So the question and and so does some people ask the question of did God create that's that's a question that some people ask is did God create evil? No. Okay. Talk about
0: it. Because it's the opposite of God's character. God can't create it, but God works in spite of, right? Evil is evil and sin is the opposite of God. And I could see how people go, well, yeah, but didn't he create Satan who ended up being evil? and uh, has and sitting and, and helping and directing the course of action of Eve. And- okay, so
1: here's a question I have for you then, Mr. Sure. Calvinist. So Ooh. with with the question of free will, right? So we hear all the time though there is no love without free will. But that's that's the thing is, like like so if if I have if I force Beth to live in my house and force her to be married to me and all do all these things, is that love or is that called hostage situation? you're thinking about it from a a fallen human perspective. Okay. Right? I, I, I mean, sure sure,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, do you understand the perfect love of God? Nope. Do you understand the perfect will of God? God I, obviously free no. will would would say pre, uh, that he would have a perfect will, right? Whether right. whether we follow well, it yeah, or not. Yeah, whether you, you want, follow it or not, right? So, if you want to go that route. So, do you understand that? Yeah. You understand, that, you, but you, you don't understand the perfect will of God. You don't understand the perfect love of God. You don't have the thoughts that God has. You don't know all the understanding. You don't have all the knowledge. Right. So you're looking at it. It's like saying, I am looking at this beautiful church with the lights off. Okay. And I don't believe it's a church. You could think it's a warehouse. I could, yeah, because I don't see everything that I need to see. So I could see it one way but reality might be something different. Okay, See what I mean? Because we have, it's like my child, <clears throat> my my children think that the Disney princess is a real, but do I? No. <laughs> that's, you know, I know Janile's you. Janelle's not your Disney princess though? No, because she's my God-given princess, not Disney. Oh, Disney didn't give it to me. Mm,
1: that's
0: so cute. Swish. <laughs> Swish. No, keep going, keep going, keep going. So to say that There's free will, Mm -hmm. would almost attest to the fact that I have the understanding of what free will is. But from From the human side, from a God perspective. But from
1: the human side, we do have choices that we make that we're held responsible for.
0: We are. But who was held responsible for the death of Christ? Our sin. No, 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 no. Well, God in who, His love sent. Who Jesus. said? There's somebody that's going to be held responsible for putting Christ on the cross, and yet it was planned. Right. But yet, they're, how can it be planned and then still be ac- held accountable? How could God harden Pharaoh's heart, yet Pharaoh is still held accountable?
1: And, and honestly, this is a part of, and Beth and I were talking about this, this is kind of where both of us. Uh, uh, Beth more I mean Beth more than me with with this my my biggest hurdle is more of uh, we won't get into that. that's a whole different conversation let's focus on this one. So um, you know with this, I think that's a big question of of where this conversation goes is the fact of okay, so why and, and again, I don't want us to lean too far into you know you know job, who are you? but the honest question of just the fact of why would God create a world where he knew man would fall? He knew that a lot of people would be sentenced to hell to suffer eternally, if we believe that. And then also where Jesus had to die so we can be redeemed, so it all just get fixed again. Like, huh? Like, this seems illogical, you know? It, it, and then there's the there's the reform side where it's like, well, God does everything for his glory, so all this is for his glory. Sure. And then that's when people on the outside go, well, that sounds wrong. And then there's the other side of the Arminian side where, you know, free will over predestination of the fact of, no, 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 no. God created everything and the Bible says it was good and then man chose to sin because man chose to walk away. So man's responsibility versus God's divine ordinance. And how do those cross? So then God tempts. No, God does not tempt. There there would
0: have been no choice if God didn't put the tree in the middle, right? No choice of what? For them to choose? there, There would have been no choice had God not chosen to do what he did. Right. And, and of course, we can look at it from our side of the, had God, the spectrum. Had, you know? had God chosen to walk with them continually, had God chosen not to make Satan, had God chosen to destroy Satan, had God chosen not to put the tree, had God cho- see all these choices that God makes, mm-hmm. and we can just kind of follow along in this path that, it's like being in a ravine, right? Okay. There's high cliffs on either side, and there's only one way to go, and we're like, hey, look at that boulder, but yet we're still walking down the same ravine, the same path that was already laid by the river. That's dried up now. I mean, I know that's a horrible analogy, but who's directing the path? Well, the dried riverbed is, that you can't get out of—that's kind of directing the path, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't see the the river that was there before, right? But that's what carved the path. Mm-hmm. So, so, really, are you choosing the direction, or was the the river in bed the cho- choosing the direction? You know what I mean? That's that's like. That's why and I that's say it's so
1: hard to understand. And this is where we gets down to the fact of, you know, this is where I rest my faith is I rested on the resurrection. Right. Andy Steen has been a big influence in this regards where my faith hinges on the resurrection. Right. And if the person who says he's God does all these things, well then I need to believe the rest of it too. Right. And then work your way backwards. Sure. So Start with Jesus, work your way well, backwards then work and, your way backwards. And forward. here's the thing, you know,
0: we get hung up on these questions because we think we know what fairness is. Ooh, okay, okay. And yet, if we want to give fairness, right? Okay. If we want to give justice, people go, well, and I've I've had people go, well, you know, 25% of human creation is going to go to heaven and, you know, just arbitrary numbers. Mm-hmm. And 75% is going to go to hell. And, you know, how could a, a good, loving, caring God do that? You're right. A good, loving, caring God just God, 100 percent would go to hell. So why are we so focused on or why aren't we focusing on the 25% that God goes, you know what, even though you deserve this, I'm gonna I'm gonna give
1: you this. Right.
0: But instead we're like, well the 75%, well the 75% aren't your concern. That's and, God's and, and concern. People
1: still, and that's I think where a lot of people struggle with their with with the faith and the Christian Christian answer to all the things is the fact of why would God even create a world by which that's a reality, but here's the deal, you know. So we can spend all day uh, philosophically going back and forth, going back qu- and forth, logical but questions. The, but 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 the, but you know, the question of did God create evil and why didn't God just fix it at the beginning? He didn't. Right. So we just got to live in the reality at, at which we find ourselves, sure. in, right? And that's what Jesus calls us to do is live live where you're planted, sure. right? So we see the world around us, and we say, okay, so we are living in a broken, evil, fallen world. So why can't God get rid of the evil right here on, on, on earth that we're dealing with right now? And I had this question, you know, and I was just thinking about this, this whole conversation a couple of days ago. And I was like, okay, so we asked that question, why can't God get rid of evil? But then the question becomes, is did God ever get rid of evil? Like in the Bible, did God ever wipe out evil and started with righteous? Righteousness? Yes. And the answer is yeah. He did it and, and I, I even wrote it down. I'm like, okay, so he did it in the flood, right? So he they said the world was just basically awful. We're gonna re, we're gonna press the big old restart button, right? Right. And so they had Noah's which is kind of a sad reality of Noah and his family was saved, and then right after they got off, all of the bad crap started happening again. They started getting drunk and revealing nakedness and everything <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, then right off the bat. It was, and, and stuff yes. stuff went down. But, so, but the flood was God wiped humanity off the face of the earth and restarted with Noah. Sodom and Gomorrah, he wiped out the unrighteousness from the face of the earth with that wicked, vile city. And then the, the Israelites going into the promised land with the Canaanites, he told them to slaughter everything and everyone. So, but what's funny is when you— th- and I want to lean into the Canaanites a little bit because that's one of the big— you know, atheists and says, and this is more for the Christian, is a lot of atheists will try to get you on the gotcha question about the Canaanites and God committing genocide, and how could you have a loving God who commits genocide? So I'm going to talk about that in a second. But when you see all three of these things, so many people, when we say, well, God did get rid of evil, this is when he did it, and then all of a sudden, People are floored and they get upset with it. So the fact of, you know, people struggle with this question, which I think is really, really funny. And they, you know, they're like, oh, you know what? You know, God's just evil because he got rid of the evil. And we're like, wait, so you want God to get rid of the evil. But when he does, you call them wrong. And it's like, so so we're apparently not satisfied with any answer. <laughs> no, no, we're satisfied
0: with what we think at the time
1: is justice. Right. Rather than what's actually justice. Mm-hmm. And so I want to lean into the Canaanites a little bit. If you sure. don't mind, just go, go around it. this rabbit trail a little bit. I'm
0: following you, my
1: good you sir. Know, so Lead people on. who like to ask the question of, you know, well, why doesn't God just get rid of evil? And you say, well, he did. Here's the proof. and like, oh, well, that's terrible. God was a genocidal person is the fact of why did God get rid of the evil Canaanites? And the fact is the fact that these were not just bad people, but these were like people that we would actually praise for going in and the, in the same way that we praised, um, I don't remember if this is in this quote or not. Um, no, no, it's not. I don't remember where I read this. But in the same way that we praise the allied forces for going in and shutting Hitler down, rescuing the Jews, and wiping the floor with all these people, we go, yo, y'all are heroes. Like, go get it. The same way that we look at the Ukrainian president and go, yeah, you wiped the floor with them Russians. Like, you go get them, boss. We we think that's good overcoming evil. When we see people get wiped out, like, like, okay, like, uh, go back to Lord of the Rings. When we see, you know, Gandalf coming over from from the from out of the east, and then you know, doing the light, and all of a sudden, all the orcs and Urukai are being destroyed. We're like, "Woo, you get them evil!" That's what was happening in Canaan. I would just want to interject real fast. I,
0: this is the question I can already hear some of our listeners saying. But Mark, it says they
1: they killed the animals and children too. What could they have done wrong? And that's, that's where it gets hard. And so you can have a lot of philosophical reasons of like, you know, you hear a of time where it's like, you know, this kid, like it's Batman, Batman watched his parents suffer. And then he came back and kicks some butt. And so the question is, is that what happened as well? You know, and you, there, there's a lot of philosophical answers that we can give that we can't always give true testimony answers of like, this is the reason why God said to do it. We don't fully know why, but we know what happened. But uh, but speaking about the adults in 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 regards, sure. you know, this is from actually I think it's hilarious that Outreach Magazine, the place that talks about printing flyers and mailers, they had an article about this. But you know, it was really really well written. Um, but this is from Outreach Magazine talking about who the Canaanites were. First, the Canaanites we have to know are descendants of Noah's grandson Canaan, which was cursed mm-hmm. from from the time of of after the flood, the Canaanite curse. But, you know, so this is in the middle of the article, and it's talking about the invasion or the conquest of the Canaanite people from the Israelites. And it says, first, this was more than just an invasion or a conquest. This was God's planned punishment of the people of Canaan for their ways, long in the making and in the coming. Yes, God was displacing them from the land to give it to the people of Israel, but that displacement came because of their ferocious, habitual, unrepentant wickedness. In fact, we even see in the Bible that says that God is is slow to wrath and slow to anger and isn't willing that anyone should perish. So the fact of that God even let them live that long, they're saying that that was a miracle in and of itself. Um, so, uh, and I do mean, back to the article, and I do mean wickedness. The Canaanites were marked by the worst possible aspects of slavery. Not that there's anything good about, this is still the article, not that there's anything good about slavery, but think of taking slavery to the darkest place that you could possibly ever take it. Religious prostitution and sexual cults. Scholars have called the Canaan cult religion the most sexually depraved of any in the ancient world. More than Pompeii, more than Ephesus, more than let's just say Vegas, um, they had given themselves over to every kind of sexual depravity, depravity including incest and even bestiality. At their worst, they're Orgiastic worship of idols even included human sacrifices, both of children and of adults. Their imagery of their cult sexual practices of bathing themselves in the blood of those sacrificed. Like, what? That's some weird cult crap. It continues on. The Bible said that God had been tolerating this for more than 400 years, and their wickedness kept increasing and increasing, and God kept enduring it. 400 years of restraint and patience. Why? Because no matter what you heard, judgment is always God's last resort. But the wickedness reached a point where Scripture talks about how God couldn't stomach it anymore, and He vomited out of vomited them out of His mouth. What stands out in the Bible is uh, is not God's act of justice, but how much He is marked by mercy and by restraint. But this was a time when God determined that there was no other recourse. But divine judgment. So when we look at the past, this is more just, you know, leaning, talking to you as a Christian, listening to this conversation of, you know, when we talk about, oh, well, God did. And so someone says, well, when did, you know, we need to get rid of evil. And we say, God did. You know, look at the Canaanites. Oh, well, God's genocidal, genocidal, mean, moral monster. And it's like, no, 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 no. In the same way that we praise people for shutting, like, if someone was doing this crap here in the States, we, uh, the same thing. Okay. Like, think about this, right? We hear all these times about these people who are sex offenders who hurt children who do all these different things. And what do all the comments say on Facebook? Basically, death sentence. Kill them. Chop <laughs> off their stuff.
0: To keep PG.
1: So we see all these things, and we like we want justice, right? But then we look at like, oh no 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 no. God God didn't want no justice. He was just bloodthirsty. But at the end of the day, the Canaanites were evil people, and justice was served. I,
0: I but I still think that the main issue that cr- at least Christians have. I can't speak for non-christians because i think okay. they're just canaanite people in general but christians struggle with what about the children the children what did they do they were the ones being sexually abused they were the ones being sacrificed what about the children and like jericho yeah they went in there and and we can't say we don't know i i i don't want to claim that we have the answer to that because i don't think we do um it just God has His reasons and His ways are higher than our ways and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts on that one. But uh, He has a reason, and we have to have faith, knowing that He's a good, gracious, and merciful God. That there was a reason behind
1: it. So then, the question then leads into: Okay, so why does the God of the Old Testament always seem like He's wiping the floor with people, but in the New Testament, Jesus, who you know is God, if we see Jesus, we've seen God, always seems to be about love, mercy, and forgiveness. So if we
0: really look at the history of 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 Israel, right? In the old Testament, Mm -hmm. we see that there was really only one time that Israel went and conquested an area. Right. And that was over the Canaanites, right? That was to get access to the promised land. The Canaanites Mm -hmm. had, had control over it. After that, every battle that they were in, every time that there was a battle, usually it was somebody invading the promised land. And God gave Israel a directive to defend that land. Mm Mm-hmm. To go and wipe them out because they are entering a promised land that God had given them. And so God said, no, they're not allowed. Go and take care of it. And then
1: in the Old Testament, we see God using foreign powers to bring about his plan. And honestly, to, um, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Correct? The israelites as and, a punishment
0: too but that's the only time that any outside power over, ever overcame israel is when it was
1: a punishment or correction towards israel so how does that play with the church then like do we do we think like you know and and, and again i i have a hard time when people was like saying oh you know Katrina was a judgment for this and this was mm. a judgment for that and this mm. was a judgment for that which are, are we able to speak into modern events? Well, here's where... Because it, there's a lot of suffering that people have to deal with because but, of this. But you know? let's
0: let's look at where a judgment came from, right, okay. for Israel. Mm-hmm. A judgment was always uh, preceded. Proceeded? What's before? Proceeded? No, proceed is after. Preceded. Processional? Preceded. Re- yeah, okay. Preceded by a prophet... Pro- proclaiming and warning, repent of your sins. Repent of your sins. And how many years did that? Decades. They would do it. Repent of your sins, and Israel would say, "No, nah. no."
1: Nah. And that was God's chosen physical people. And now, when we look at the you know the covenant continuing with us being part of spiritual Israel, do you think there's ever a time when? We have to deal with that when we, you know, I'm I'm thinking of very specific people in in mind where, you know, they claim to follow Jesus and they they just keep sinning, 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 sinning. Does God eventually just go? So I think God, I think the Holy Spirit deals with people
0: on an individual basis now. Compared but can a Christian harden their heart to, to the point where they
1: can't even hear the Holy compare,
0: Spirit? Well, hang on. Compared to, sorry, sorry. compared to where they were at, Israel was at, right? Where mm-hmm. the only communication was typically through a prophet or a priest, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says, you know, in the olden times it was through a prophet, but now it's through Jesus. Right. And uh-huh. so uh, the Holy Spirit's been given to us to lead, guide, and direct us, right? Mm-hmm. And there's that always that little tugging on your heart called conviction, right, when you start doing something wrong. Right. And I think... What happens is is when we say, No, no, the, the Holy Spirit is our prophet. It's our priest saying, Hey, warning. Danger, Will Robinson, you know.
1: <laughs> what, what's that from?
0: Uh Lost in Space. Never seen Lost in Space. Rod, what, Rodney what, Buse what, helped me out. What here,
1: decade are you talking about?
0: Lost dude, they've got a whole new Netflix like series on it from a couple of years back that was a reboot from it. So it's not just old generation. Sorry, bro. So, anyways. <laughs> keep going, keep going. So at the point where you continue to say no and no and no, it's like your sin is screaming louder and louder. And so, as the Holy Spirit is saying, "Hey, warning! Hey, warning!" It's it's like I'm getting louder and louder and louder and louder, and kind of, and you start drowning out the Holy Spirit's conviction, right? And that's that what we call the hardening of the heart. Mm-hmm. And I think
1: that's this is just my belief. At some point, God goes, "Okay, okay." I mean, there's the classic phrase where it's like the worst thing guy can ever tell you is your will be done.
0: But we look at how God tells the church to deal with a brother lost in sin,
1: right? If we turn you, him over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh, so that way their soul might be saved. Exactly, and so I think that that is part of that. So rather than and so in the Old Testament times, it was actually physical, but it was more national. Now right. it's more individual, but it still could be physical. Could, could be, yeah,
0: very well, could be. But I think there's a different goal in mind of, um. It's not a, it could be a church thing. It mm-hmm. could be a whole church thing. But I see a lot more God at, telling his people, telling other Christians to deal with one another in gentleness and love, but deal with it in an individual basis. So does God use evil to bring about his good? So God
1: allows yeah. and can Make good out of evil. But we also know that God uses foreign sub, like foreign powers in the evilness of them to do
0: things. Sure, but he doesn't make them evil to do it. He doesn't make evil to do something, right? Mm-hmm. He allows evil and works through evil for the good and glory of him, right? Because all things, all things work to the good and glory of him. Mm-hmm. And so that would mean even evil things have to work to the good and glory of God eventually, right? We, At some we just, point.
1: We just don't see it. Like, I, I kind of think of the the story of Joseph, you know, and and when I was going through all the crap that I had to go through back, you know, a couple years ago and, and and all the things moving forward, I really clung on to the story of Joseph, where Joseph never asked for anything that he went through. Now, honestly, I think Joseph's a bit of a little punk. You don't tell your brothers, hey, you're going to bow down to me and not expect a beat down from your older brothers. Like, <laughs> that's just brothers. But, you know, you have Joseph who did nothing wrong. He was just talking about the stuff that he dreamed about, and he was just doing his thing. And he didn't choose to be his dad's favorite. He just did his thing, you know? He didn't ask to get all the stuff that he was dealing with, but he just, bad crap happened to him. And that's why a lot of people that's like, oh, well, you know, going again, going back to um, the Jesus healing the blind man, well, who sinned, him or his parents? And the answer is Joseph's like, bro, I didn't sin. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. I just showed up and it happened. And then all of a sudden, you know, he didn't ask for it. And then he got sold into slavery. He didn't ask for it. He got put into prison. He didn't ask for it. And he was stuck in prison. He didn't ask for it. And then he became ruler. And he didn't ask for it. and Then he had to face his brothers. Mm. And then he didn't ask for it. And then he got to confront his brothers and then meet his father again. And you You're know, starting to sound like a Calvinist. I'm just saying all things work together for the glory of God. But what but what You're did, saw, it sounded
0: like somebody had a plan and no perfect will that they,
1: they, but what they did and the choices they made uh, did it. Right, but what did Joseph what did Joseph say is but this is where I this is why I don't become one is the fact of what you did what you chose to do mm-hmm. you, you know, you meant it for evil, mm-hmm. but God meant it for good. So can God use evil circumstances? Yeah. Yeah, he sure could, and for reasons that we might not not even know, mm. you know. So, but but going back to the question of, so you don't? Oh, go ahead. You don't think that the jacket that
0: was given, knowing God knowing their heart, was going to provoke them to do what they did in order to get Joseph where he needed to be? In I order can, but this, the, the Bible
1: sure. says both sides have the same token. of They still chose to do it. Mm. So you know, and that's where the that's where the tension is, and that's where I feel like if I jump the Calvinist side, <laughs> that puts God in a box. No, not really. It actually puts him
0: above the box because. You say, well, we'll get into it later on. It, it, I just don't it, think there's a box. There isn't a box. But by you saying you choose, you put God in a box. By saying God chooses, God is outside of the box. You choose, God's in the box,
1: because that means you have more power than God. Right, but if God chose, that means he chose for evil to happen, which means he... He chose
0: to use evil. Right. Not But creators. from
1: our human side... God, God, Joseph says, you meant this for evil, but God meant it for good. God led everything. Yes. God directed everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cause I believe, yeah, God is sovereign. That's that's, but that's a struggle where we can't fully understand it and know it from on this side of eternity. You know what I'm saying? I think I can fully understand that God
0: is all powerful, all knowing and directs and leads and guides everything, everything, every choice I make. There's a circumstance that God has allowed to happen or directed to happen to make me make that choice which is all God-led because I couldn't do it because I'm not smart enough to make these types of decisions. That's just uh, that's that's God outside the
1: box. So going back to this question of evil then, right? Because we're asking Mm -hmm. the question of why couldn't God just get rid of it? Sure. Could God get rid of evil right now if he wanted
0: to? Absolutely. So why doesn't he? Because he chooses not to. Why? Because God's got a plan. And until that plan is perfectly
1: carried out, this is what we got. So so bring that into the, the the full spectrum then. So what is so I don't want to land the plane quite yet, but what is the plan? Let's talk about what is God's plan? Well, there is a couple different thoughts on this right okay.
0: We have that this is the church age, the dispensational position of the church age, right So mm-hmm. until all of the world has been proclaimed the gospel to, Um, Jesus can't come back. Yeah, there's a restrainer that's holding back the things that have to happen until the restrainer is removed. Basically, it's like
1: holding a dog on the leash until all of a sudden it's like, let go.
0: And so typically hand-in-hand, predestination goes along... Or not predestination, I'm sorry. Dispensationalism goes along with pre-tribulation, which means that when God lifts the restrainer, at that moment, he's lifting whatever the restrainer is. And Some people say it's the church. Some people say it's the Holy Spirit. Some people say a lot of things. But at the point he... Takes away the restrainer. That's when the church is taken out, right? Mm-hmm. And at that point, now we're judgment time. Right. Now in and, and seven years of judgment. Right. Well, yeah. According to tribulation view. Pre-tribulation. Pre-trib, I'm sorry. Yes. Right. It's Yeah, the wrath, and then some will be saved during that time. and which. But you're mid-wrath. I'm right? post-trib, pre-wrath. I don't believe God has ever poured out his wrath upon his people. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he's going to pour his wrath on his chosen elect people. I think he's going to yank them out before that, but I think that the church has always gone through a tribulation mm-hmm. and has continued to go on through a tribulation for 2,000 years. It's just how bad is the tribulation going to get for us personally? It could be really bad like it was in the early church. Or I mean, the Ukrainians
1: not. are going through a tribulation Heck right yeah, now. Heck
0: yeah, and that's what I'm saying. The church has always gone through tribulation. It's just I think at the end it's going to be a little bit worse than what it is for, that we've typically seen, it's a mm-hmm. birth pang. Well,
1: it's it's the day of the Lord, it's, which is whenever the the day of the Lord is used, it's not a good thing. Well, it's, for so those who are against him, Let's Bi- put it that way, the Bible likens it as birth
0: pangs of a pregnant woman, right? And we don't know what that's like. And if you're a but woman, to happen. If you're if you, I see my wife in a lot of pain, and if you're a man, you may not understand it fully physically because you haven't experienced it. But as a female, if you've ever had a child. You probably Mikayla, are like, yeah. you girl? like, yeah. Yep. So it starts off, the pains are, you know, they're, they're painful, and then they get more intense and more intense and more intense until the finally, the climactic point of there's a baby. Mm-hmm. Not not like that quick, but you've seen it, and I don't want to describe it because it still grosses me out. No offense. I never thought it was I like think a, it's cool. I've never been like, oh, this is a beautiful thing. I've been like, mm, I can't eat turkey. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm here for it, man. Yeah. That's, I love it. That's great because I'm not made that way. <laughs> I'm made for after. But you're fearfully and wonderfully made fuller. Yes, but I am not made for like, this is a beautiful sight. I'm like, let's get this Did you this cry over.
1: when Piper was born?
0: No. Now, I listen, was like a baby when, when Ellie was born. Not what, Edie, but Elliot, I, I weep. Janelle hates me when I talk about this. When I when Janelle had her emergency C-section. And I walked in, and they had her like her insides were open. Oh and man, like,
1: I remember walking through. Man, that G- was yeah. Janelle,
0: Close your ears, but her internals were like out. Yeah, and I, they were doing stuff even and, before
1: that. They just she just disappeared, and you were left in the room alone. Now that was pretty scary. Right? then, that yeah, was, but so mm. when I got
0: brought in, they were like the ba- like Noel was out, and like all of Janie. But Shiloh, internals. Shiloh was okay. Yeah, he was right? he was natural birth. He's just huge. He's just massive. 10 pounds, I
1: think 13 ounces, to
0: correct me if I'm wrong. He's taking
1: here. you out, but I watched your little dog take him out tonight, and it was hilarious, yeah, by probably. the way. But but any, keep going, keep going. Anyway,
0: so, yeah, that now that was fascinating, but the whole, like. But walking oh, into and seeing the insides of your wife. That was pretty cool. Like, I was okay with that. Seeing the insides of your wife? The giving birth, I don't like. So you're,
1: you're wow, okay. I just, I'm not, I'm not, it's not beautiful to me. I love my wife, Beth, I love you, but I don't want to see your inners become your outers. Yeah, that was pretty. Is that's uh, gross?
0: It was actually pretty sweet
1: because I've never seen anys being be outies before. You know what I mean? <laughs> now that we made you puke in the car, that's why I said cover your ears. So anyway, sorry Brittany, you listen in the car and we soothe your dogs. I don't know if that not was very soothing. anymore. But but going anyways. back to, to going back to this, sure. Uh, you, know, you know we were talking about uh, the mid trip, mid trip, right? Pre wrath, right? And I'm post trip, which means we'll live through the re- re- tribulation. But at the end of the day, what's the what's the pinnacle? Like what's the What's, what's the end point of, of What's the climatic point of yeah. all creation? The yeah. return of Christ. Which is then, what happens then?
0: The millennial reign, and then after that... Uh, God fixes new, all the things. The new heaven, the new earth, God and fixes living all with the Christ. Things. Right. Yeah, God
1: fixes all the things. So at some point, God will get rid of the evil. Yeah, just not now. And now here's another question. that is evil restrained? Or is there open season on the evil in the world right now? See,
0: I believe God even... Contains and orchestrates even the evil to a point. Mm. He doesn't create it, but he's like it's like water that's escaping. and he's like, he's like he's like I'm not gonna make this water. Like I know he's made water. Don't get me wrong, but like this water spilling out of the table. He's like I'm not gonna make this water, but I'm gonna I'm gonna shape it and keep it and ch- channel it this way and for my
1: purpose. Mm. Okay, so here's another fun question. This is more just a fun question, right? So we see the Old Testament time. God telling Israel, you know, go wipe the flow with them evil people, right? And you hear a lot of times in churches today, and, and I'm more on this side. I'm more I'm more of a pacifist by nature. Mm-hmm. Should we actively be trying to wipe out evil in the world, or should we just sit back and keep our hands off? I think... Because I, I should say, this, our friends in the Mennonite world and Baptist world even say, if you serve on the military, you cannot be an elder of the church. I think...
0: And this is my
1: personal belief. Okay.
0: The only time that God has called us to war, right? Christians, mm-hmm. chosen people, right? Israel, chosen people. Okay. Only time he called them to war was, one, to take the promised land. Okay. Two, to defend the promised land. Until his kingdom was no longer of this earth. Right. And a lot of Christians think that America's the promised land. <laughs> Even more the Mormons like the, do more like the Babylon. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. So I don't think, I think when Christ came, a new mandate was given that, Hey, my kingdom is not of this world. So we are no longer to be, we're to be in the world, but not of the world. Right. To, to influence, to be ambassadors. Cause unto. God loves the world and we're called to go do it. Sure. But uh, I don't think that there's something that like, so you got, and I know uh, I, I love you, mom and dad. This is my in-laws. They, are, they already know where I'm going with this because we've had lots of conversations about this. But yeah, I don't, Go for it. I don't think that I need to go and carry, take up arms to shoot up people to defend my country and uh, the rights that I have. I enjoy the rights I have. Paul, the apostle, enjoyed the rights of being a Roman citizen. And he right? used them to his but advantage. he never joined the Roman army. Not. I mean, well, he also he wasn't a Jew, so he couldn't have. Okay, but he was also a Roman citizen. Right, that's true. He was a Roman citizen. That is actually true.
1: You are correct. He
0: never joined the zealots when he, I mean, he was Like pretty, Simon the Zealot, yeah. He was pretty close to a zealot In the, back there when he was a There the Saul, but, period, yeah. But there, there was these instances that, you know, I even think of like Peter slices off the ear of the servant of the people that are arresting Jesus. And Jesus is like, put the sword away. You know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And. I know that people are all like, what? Are you trying to say that no, I'm saying everybody live to your own convictions. This is my personal belief. My personal belief is we're to be doers of the word and our focus should be the gospel and proclaiming the gospel. And it's hard to proclaim the gospel and kill people at the same time.
1: Now, I will say that the God has set up the government to restrain evil and protect its citizens. Like I mean, we even see that in the Bible. You know, with Romans 13 sure. and First Peter. Oh, what's uh, and we've what's the passage in First Peter? And we've, we've talked, talked about it. And we've talked about
0: it. And you talk about Romans, First Peter 2 first Peter Romans two. 13 is the big one, though. Yep. And yeah. we and we talked about the role of government and how we think it's okay that Christians be involved in the government to to a point. But Daniel was yeah to take up arms and to kill our enemies, right?
1: So should Christians join the military? Mm. In your opinion. I believe that God has called each one of us to do certain things. I think that you live by your own convictions on that one.
0: Okay. I think that there's some pretty plain scriptures against taking up arms, but there's also some pretty good scripture that talks about defending the innocent. So, right. so,
1: and, and then here's another question then. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. Cause I know we're, we're, we're just chewing on it. Something I heard that is a danger of having reformed theology, which you have reformed theology Very and mine so. is more reformed. Um, but something I heard is the fact of that reformed theology is actually dangerous to people who follow, because if we believe in the sovereignty of God, then we wouldn't do anything to get rid of the evil. Like, like, you know, who got rid of the slave trade, right? Christians. Sure. And so, but if they really believe, oh, it's God works all things together for good, then but, we don't need to deal with it but, because. But
0: they, they didn't do it by the sword. They did it through the pen. They did it through the pen, through legal ways, right? Right. Logistical ways. So,
1: but then, but then I think of like Holocaust in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. And should we have gone in, should Christians have gone in to rescue these people being yes. massacred with yes. the sword? Sure. Yes. Why? Why should we have rescued them? Uh-huh. Why shouldn't we? Well I'm saying, but we would have to go in with guns ablaze.
0: Oh, though. I don't think that. I don't think Taylor that wasn't gonna stop till we shut him down. I know, but should we have tried to go rescue them? Yes. Should we have taken up arms? No. You have to take up arms to I
1: mean, it's it's like you, you see people infiltrating base games all the time. That? You can't go in with no have you guns. You ever seen
0: that, that movie Hacksaw Ridge? Actually, no, I have not. Phenomenal movie, right? That's back during that time period. Mm-hmm. And this guy, religious, right, Christian, mm-hmm. but doesn't believe in killing, becomes a medic. Says, I will never take up a gun. Whole platoons stuck up there, enemies surrounding them. What's he do? Does he take up a gun? No. He tries to go in, he sneaks and gets as many people out as he can and prays. Hey, Lord, protect me. Lord, protect me. I'm going in because I know you're all powerful and you can protect me. And I'm going in to pull people out. And that's what he did. And he ended up, I forget how many he saved, but it was tons of people he saved with no weapons and no firing at the enemy. Which is cool. To and me, I'll give him that. To me, it's like, okay, if... Uh, <laughs> You know, go take up arms if you're convicted to take up arms. I, I, that's between you and God. I, I'm not going to be the one that has to answer for that.
1: I'm more on the you side You don't have to answer of, for my if there's, a, I don't want to say it, you see evil, so go take a gun and, you know, you know, pop somebody in the street. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, I think of Nazi Germany, these different things. That's probably the only time where I think just war is a good thing. Probably the mm. only time. When you're literally trying to stop the torture, and the persecution of the innocent. And the government's job is to go in and do that. That's the government's job, yes. And if Christians get called into the armed forces, do we just say, I'll choose a different path. I'll serve in a different way. Maybe that's what Christians should do. That's what I think. That's personally what I think. Again, this is my personal belief,
0: mm-hmm. and I tell everybody else: live by your convictions. Right, and that's the hard thing. Seek where, it out you for know, yourself.
1: Where it's a bunch of, of rich men doing what they want to do, and then the 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 innocent gets caught in the crossfire. You know, that's that's I've heard that too at times. I right. think
0: that's more of a liberal mindset, but. I mean, to each his own.
1: But you know, the reason why I bring that up is so many times I hear about you know when we have this reformed theology, it's actually a danger to like. And I, I've heard I've heard of this a lot with the conversation now of not progressive Christianity, but the whole idea of you know woke theology versus not where reformed theology would tell slaves, "You're just a slave. This is God's plan for you. So just sit there and live it, and don't try to change the culture." Well, that's because you know?
0: they pull that from Paul's writings. That's where they pull it from.
1: Right. right. And Paul told this slave, but Paul did tell the slave, whether you're a slave, be the best slave you can be. Now, we also have to know that slaves he also, in that time is very different than today's Right, culture. but he also
0: says, if you can get out of it, get out of it because you'll be more effective for Christ. But if you can't, then live in it and be content. Right. That's what he says. right? Well, so, uh, let's not just pick out the be content in the slavery. There, there's other things he said. He said, if you can get out of it, get
1: out of it. And I've heard one pastor say, you know, I love Jesus, but I don't like Paul too much. And, and that's where he said it was the fact of if you're a slave... Be the best dang slave you can be. And it's like, what happened to equality? What happened to this? And I think that's the, the struggle with the Western mindset versus what used to be in the Eastern mindset. You know, like in Rome, uh, not Rome, Rome had slaves. But in the Christian world, a slave was more of a servant. It wasn't a you bought for. Now, there was that type of slavery. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There was that type of slavery. Um, and, and potentially Philemon was, was one of those. We don't know. Was. He was one of those. I mean, that's what the whole book but, was about. But the fact, but he sent him back to his master because he owed him a debt.
0: Right, because he was an in, what they call is an indentured servant, which right. means that, hey, I owed something, so I'm paying off my debt
1: through service. We call that paying back your student loans. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and having a job to pay those off. So, you know, going back to this whole idea of evil, I feel like when we look at the Bible, we see this Old Testament God as a bloodthirsty God, but then when he wipes the floor with evil... He did that to get rid of evil, which now we would praise, but now then we put that back in God, like, oh, well, you're evil. And again, we don't know all the different things that go on, but you know, when we look at today's culture of evil, we kind of look at that and pair it with our suffering, and modern-day suffering, right? True. And so the question of is, if God could get rid of evil, he could get rid of suffering. So we are suffering because this all-powerful God is just allowing evil to happen. So how do we deal with suffering? Does the Bible have answers on suffering? Oh, of course. You know, and that's kind of where the next question goes. And so, you know, not to take up too much more time because I want to land the plane here soon. And so this is, and does, did we land on an answer of, you know, why doesn't God get rid of the evil? And the fact of, A, we don't fully know, except that he, evil's here. Sure. He has wiped the floor with evil before. And for some reason, we are not okay when he does that. And then third, we know that he will one day cause all evil to cease to exist. We know one day that God will come back and make all things new. Mm-hmm. We see that in, um, um, Peter actually on the day of Pentecost sermon, he actually says that in a sermon, which for some reason we never talked about the fact of he, Jesus. Uh, he doesn't end his sermon with Jesus rose again. He says, and he will come back and make all things new. That's mm-hmm. where Peter ends his sermon. Mm-hmm. Well, actually he calls the end of the sermon to repent. He tells people to repent at the end of the sermon, be baptized and repent. Right. And so, um, Peter talks about that, and then we see that in Revelation 21, five, where, you know, behold, um, he's making all things new, mm. you know, when, when he, he sits on his throne. But so one day he will, but then we ask the question of, okay, because of evil, we are suffering. So does the Bible have answers on our suffering? I got this quote from an article from, it's called, Bible. The, all the links will be in the show notes, by the way. Um, this is from Bible Q&A of why doesn't God stop all the bad things from happening? And That was a question that someone asked them, and they wrote an article about it. And this is just a little blip of the article. I encourage you guys to go read the whole thing. It says that the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 5 that death came into the world through Adam. Genesis 3 adds that evil, embodied by the snake, was already there before humans even ate the forbidden fruit, which we talked about already. Joe reminds us that suffering is a mystery, and the only sensible response is to submit to the sovereignty of God. Talked about that too. Ecclesiastes suggests that suffering is the great leveler and that the equation righteous living equals God's blessing does not always add up. We've talked about that too. The Old Testament prophets tend to draw a link between Israel's disobedience and God's judgment. We talked about that too. Dang, bro. We're on it. <laughs> in the New Testament, the evil and suffering we encounter in daily life is merely the tip of the iceberg, a fierce cosmic battle between God slash Jesus on the one hand and Satan slash evil spirits on the other, which uh, I don't fully believe in dualism. I don't either, and I think that that's just, I mean, it's, yeah. Satan's a peon. He's not equal. If you want Satan's to peon, if if you hear the best response to go against dualism out there, I actually have it in written form. C.S. Lewis had a book uh, Oh uh, oh, I don't know what the name of the book is but it's a bunch of his journals and letters and radio shows put into a book. It's phenomenal. But if you just Google C.S. Lewis and the problem of evil or the suffering. Mere
0: Christianity wasn't. Nope, nope,
1: nope. He has the problem of pain and he talks about yeah. it in mere Christianity. Right. But if you want to hear a short little eight minute answer to why dualism is wrong. Just literally, YouTube. C.S. Lewis and Evil. It's an eight nine minute Real long quick, video. It's really
0: dualism cool. is that God oh, yeah, go ahead. and Satan are equal. It's like the yin and the, the, yin yang, and the yang, and that's yeah. where the new age gets. And it you have
1: from. to have evil and you have to have good because right. without it balance, them, it balances everything. It
0: balances the force. See, it did,
1: you guys didn't know
0: Star Wars had a little dualism in it. There you go, and
1: we don't believe that. And now we believe that there is a battle, but we don't believe that evil ex, uh, that evil has to exist for good to have there to be balanced. We believe that no God is good exists, and there's also evil. Well, and the battle's but,
0: only one sided. It's Satan right. trying to battle God. God doesn't need to battle Satan because God's way and more
1: I kind powerful. I picture, like the 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 really really big kid. And the little kid in the playground holding his hand out to the kid in the forehead, and the little kid going eh, eh, see, eh, eh, and like throwing his hands, and the big guy's like. <laughs> I I,
0: you know? I see it That's more of like you're... like a <laughs> like a person going with a bow and an arrow and shooting it at a tank.
1: They're <laughs> like, "Brad, and going the tank's like, well, okay, <laughs> and I'm gonna roll over you now." Yeah, but 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 the, the article keeps going It says, in other words, the Bible seems to say that there is no straightforward answer to the problem of suffering. It is multifaceted. It is complex. And like Job, we have to admit our inability to second-guess God. He is sovereign. The great thing is that in the midst of turmoil, Job still hears the voice of God, which I think that's really cool. In the midst of all this, he hears the voice of God. He has suffered. He has been tested. But he has not been abandoned. Right. And then John, Pam- John, P- John, P- John Piper. You've been changing
0: too many diapers, bro. <laughs> Pampers. In
1: fact, we're a Costco diaper family. Fun fact. Aldi. <laughs> oh, yeah, Aldi's what's up, but we have Costco with through Grammy, so she picks us up. Well, We, we as have old. Costco
0: too, but Aldi's cheaper, so that's where we go. <laughs> and, and they're not
1: bad. They are right. not bad. They're good. But so John Pamper Piper, <laughs> Piper, Piper uh, uh, John Peter Jacob, Piper, John Piper, uh, Jacob, Peter Piper Schmidt, his name is my name John, too? John Piper. Whatever, John Piper yeah, sure. on the question of why doesn't God get rid of Satan in his article, which someone asked him that question on Ask Pastor John Anything. He says, the uh, this is, you know, not the whole thing, this is a little, you know, excerpts, snippets, and excerpts. The Bible doesn't answer why directly, so we have to go on in- inferences. But here's my best shot. God has ordained that Satan has a long leash, which God is holding on to, because he knows that when we walk in and out of those temptations, struggling both with the physical and moral effects that they bring, more of God's glory will shine in that battle than if he took Satan out yesterday. Dot, dot, dot. Skipped a lot of paragraphs. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason for that is, this is my ultimate answer as to why God doesn't get rid of Satan is that the glory of God in Christ shines more brightly when we are seen to be supremely satisfied in Christ in spite of Satan's torments, rather than if we had his torments removed and like Jesus because of it. It's when you love Jesus in spite of Satan's torments and through them that his glory most uh, that his glory shines most brightly, rather than when we have life made easier for us by Satan's removal. And we like Jesus because of it. So when will God get rid of evil for good? In the last days. I yep. say in the last days. Which you just talked about, Acts 3 and Revelations 21. Yep, definitely. And, you know, there's a question that we talked about a little bit. I had this question in there that we just didn't really talk about. It, but is, is our trials the same as evil? And I think the fact of, you know, we go through trials because, you know, James says that we are tempted when we are drawn away by our own lust and Satan tempts us. And because of that, you know, we go through trials and hopefully through the end of those, we come out as as gold, what we read in, in the book of James. But you know, at the end of the day, we, we get rid of trials, we get rid of stuff, and we look at evil in general. Could God have gotten rid of evil? And the answer is, in a way on earth, yes, he did. In various times and in various ways, and God, I'm sure, is still doing that in ways that we can't see. However, Satan is still out there. He's still—I mean, we would both say that you know, Satan's power is crumbling through the power of the church and through the power of Jesus, because you know. But at the same time, Jesus or Satan is roaring around like a roaring. Or Jesus or Satan is—wow, I'm getting my words all mixed up now. It's getting late. Uh, <laughs> Satan is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may, dev- whom he may devour. And so evil is still on this earth trying to make sure the gospel doesn't go forth, trying to make sure that we get tripped up. And that way, at the end of the day, that God does not win, but Jesus will win.
0: But remember that Satan only has the power that God gives him. Yep. Because Satan has nothing unless God gives it to him first.
1: So let's land the plan this way, dude. All right. So what encouragement would you specifically give someone who says that they're going through some really evil times that are outside their control? They don't know what to do. And they can't find the encouragement in that.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> um, you know, Job, Job asked, you know, kind of in a roundabout way without asking, but asking of, like, why is this kind of happening to me? And, you know, God kind of slaps him upside the head and's like, who are you to question me? Were you there at the beginning of time? But And it's funny because Job says that, and then Paul says it again in Romans 9. Mm-hmm. Of Like, who are you? The pot doesn't get to decide what the potter does with that kind of thing. And so to me, what that says is not that you're insignificant. It says to me that there's something bigger than you going on. and You just need to trust mm. and trusting and having faith is what's going to get you through. And that is not, I'm not saying that's easy. And I'm not saying that it looks like, oh, I'm a holy person and nothing's wrong with me. I'm saying it's hard. Look at Job. Job, he tore his clothes and put on ash and shaved his head and all this other stuff and then ended up getting all sort of the sickness and he didn't do anything. I mean, what? It was how long did Job go without talking when his friends sat there? Oh, sat goodness. There? I don't remember how many days. It was, it was like. Was it like time. three or seven or something like that where they just sat there and said nothing? I think it was like three days. And that's Okay. That's all right. You know, it's okay to to be there and just sit. Uh, you don't have to be like, well, look at me. I'm fine because I'm trusting in God. It's just like, hey, I'm trusting God. And it's about all I can do.
1: Your kids just got home. So hopefully, I don't know they if people did. can hear that on microphone or not. But Well, I heard the dogs. You know, like, and so. I would say if, if you're looking for a little encouragement, here here's a few thoughts. You know, we see in the Bible that God's near the brokenhearted and he hears the cry of his people. But, you know, we had the episode 97 where we said, when we feel far from God. It's we talked about our struggle. It's a popular episode. Yeah. So I would say check out episode 97. And then the one that we recently just kicked out, episode 133, Anxiety and Depression. Is God still there? And the fastest way to find those go to the website, click the little search button, and just search and I for think those topics. And I think 134 would have been the
0: How Do We Draw Closer to God? Oh, yes. Spiritual growth. Yeah. So that's another one that you maybe can get some encouragement from if you're feeling. Far from God because of circumstances. So,
1: and and at the end of the day, we can trust that God, Jesus will come back and make all things new, and He will judge the living and the dead, and all things will be made right. And so, there's a lot of hope that we have as Christians and as believers that you know what the the power of Satan can't overcome the church. You know, we see that in the gates of hell can't prevail against the church. Right. You know, so we see that, which is a super cool thing. And I I, I know for people like us who want all the answers to all the questions. It's hard to be satisfied with not getting the answers. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to not be satisfied getting all the answers, but sometimes we just have to be okay not getting the answers. But like what this passage said, not this passage, what this little you know line said with, with Job specifically, it says that, you know, and like Job, we have to admit our inability to second-guess God. He is sovereign. The great thing is, though, that in the midst of our to- turmoil, Job still hears the voice of God, and we can still hear the voice of God even when we're dealing with the evils in the world. Yep, just got to trust that he's got everything in control. So.
0: Time for... Fun Facts
1: You know, bro, when we have fun episodes, like the Ask Us Anything question, it's really easy to go into the Fun Facts It's Fuller, and now we're just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, we're just going to hit so, this. Yeah. Let's do Fun Facts now. But my dude... You've been stepping up to the ball plate with some new fun facts that I didn't even know. So let's see if you can sneak a fun facts pack to me again that I don't know. Well, you
0: know, a couple weeks ago, we had one of those solar system questions about Venus. About Venus? And you were like, before the show, you were like, well, you haven't haven't done any fun facts about Uranus. Well, guess what? Uranus is in this fun fact. Dude, there's just a joke.
1: I'm just, there's a joke. (laughs) I'm going to say, all y'all thinking the same thing.
0: Well, not for it. Not after this, okay. Did you know that humans could never land quote unquote on Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, or Neptune, because they are made of gas and have no solid surface. Now there is a joke inside of there. (laughs) (laughs) I give you that one. All
1: right, there we go. All right. That is a fun fact. uh, So Uranus is full of gas. (laughs) That's I think that's the true fun fact is Uranus is full of gas.
0: Yeah, Uranus is
1: gaseous. With no solid surface. What do, you Uranus, what do you think Uranus smells like? Chipotle? Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We just need to stop this. <laughs> you know, that's the real evil in the world is what, what Taco Bell does to I you. I can see Janelle, like hitting her head and just being like, like I and can't Mark believe. Foley, just shut up and be done. So like, we'll shut up and be done. But just like always, guys, we love the fact that our RTC family is growing, and it's only growing because of you, wonderful people listening and sharing the show and give us those ratings and reviews we're still waiting to hit that 100 review mark on apple Podcasts. so even if you listen on google uh pandora spotify, or spotify right. you can still go over to apple podcast using your wonderful web browser and leaving us a review over there because we would love it for you to do it just help us keep growing the show you know what i mean my friend
0: i feel you bro. And
1: people can also listen and subscribe on youtube right Yes. And hit it, that notification bell and you'll get notified
0: every time we release an episode, including bonus episodes. You know,
1: I feel like we need to go live one of these days on YouTube. Just start the only doing people it. that will know are the YouTube <gasps> subscribers Ooh. and not just subscribers, but the notifiers as well. So even if you listen to us, it helps
0: the algorithms. If you go and you subscribe and you hit that little notification ding bell for us
1: on YouTube. And if you are a new listener, we want to hear from you. So reach out again on Instagram is the best place to send us a DM or Facebook, send us a surprise a message or even an email we get all the things or the phone number 574-400-5352 man you remember <laughs> i'm rolling my friend so just reach out to us because we want to hear from you we want to know your story and we want to continue the conversation offline well my dude i feel like i talked this whole outro so give these people a parting words of wisdom from fuller tonight <laughs> You shall not pass. That is not party Uranus words of wisdom. Gaseous. Oh, sorry. Give us some party words of wisdom. Maybe don't eat Taco Bell after 10 p.m. Don't don't drink coffee after eight <laughs> because you will end up like us, hyped up and caffeinated, and not going to sleep at all tonight. Right? That's correct. <laughs> I love my friend Will Folder. I love you, man. I love you too, buddy. and I love you guys out there, listener land. And we will see you next week. But until that wonderful time, take it
0: easy.